Graduation. It's a day that whether in kindergarten, middle school, or college, people wait for with excitement and sometimes a little hesitance. The class of 2020 doesn't know what I'm referring to. And for that, I'm super sorry. But don't worry, I guarantee brighter days are ahead. And you still did the damn thing. And so for that, I salute you. Because that's what graduation is really all about. A way to tell the world that you've leveled up. Connie West had never finished college, but he definitely had a graduation on September 11th, 2007, when he released the album that, in my opinion, made him the artist he is today, Graduation. And with Graduation, Connie didn't just level up. He was elevated to an entirely different stratosphere. Graduation was unlike anything he had made before, as immediately one notices his move away from the soul, R&B, and gospel influences he made use of in the college dropout and late registration. As we'll see, this album was inspired by the arena rock he became used to the year before, 2006, when he spent the year touring with famous rock band U2 on their Vertigo tour. By this point, Kanye was beginning to get the rock star bug himself, slowly but surely becoming loud and outspoken. In September 2005, just a month after late registration was released, for example, Kanye famously stood next to Mike Myers during a Hurricane Katrina relief concert on NBC and said, George Bush doesn't care about black people. In January 2006, Kanye also began to cause controversy when he posed for the cover of Rolling Stone wearing a crown of thorns. In hindsight, it's all comparatively mild to the Kanye we know is coming. But as his actions between late registration and graduation reveal, he was changing, and so it made sense that his music was too. One big change that Kanye made in graduation that you realize even before the album starts is it's a lot shorter than the college dropout and late registration, both in terms of running time and tracks. Graduation is under an hour at only 51 minutes and has just 13 songs. This is about 10 less than late registration. It also lacks a specified introduction and doesn't feature any skits, which you should know by now I personally appreciate and makes this an already way better album in my books. But that's not a real basis for comparison, because as I mentioned before, Graduation is just a completely different album from College Dropout and Late Registration, and should be treated as such. But when artists change up their styles in such a big way, it can sometimes turn out really badly. To find out how Kanye handled this though, it's best we start at the beginning. Good morning. Good morning is a clever song. What the album lacks in an introductory skit, it makes up for with this. It begins with a simple drum machine beat before Kanye starts the simple chorus of Good Morning over an angelic background of Elton John's 1975 pop song, Someone Saved My Life Tonight. I just have to mention that this isn't the first time Sir Elton John has made an appearance on a Kanye song, as we saw that happen in Get Well Soon's version of Through the Wire, and it wouldn't be the last but we'll talk about that another time. The first verse of Good Morning begins with Kanye saying, Wake up, Mr. West, Mr. West, a nod to the skit Wake Up, Mr. West that began late registration. With this song, Kanye is bridging the gap between his last two albums with this one to complete the story he's been trying to tell over the past three years. 
The first verse is full of allusions to education and this idea of Kanye being a bad student, but he says that this song, and probably this album, is his final dissertation. The second verse then pivots to talk about his graduation in general, before we're back to a theme Kanye spoke about a lot in the college dropout, which is whether or not formal education even matters and how harmful it could end up being, as he argues that school essentially makes people sheep. He references the graduation's valedictorian, possibly the same character, who's weirdly enough the listener through the breaking of the fourth wall, who is being spoken to in school spirit skit number one and school spirit skit number two. The song ends with an appearance by Jay-Z for an extended chorus, where Jay is sampling his own song, The Ruler's Back, which was the first song on the album, The Blueprint, which was actually released six years earlier on the same day. Ending essentially on The Ruler's Back, a song in which Jay-Z is saying, Did you miss me? is a great segue into the next track, Champion, and the rest of the album. This song begins with the last two lines of the first verse of Steely Dan's 1976 song, Kid Charlemagne. In this original song, Steely Dan is referring to a scientist who made LSD in San Francisco, but in Champion, Kanye is referring to his father and discussing the trials they made it through, referencing things like the 2006 film The Pursuit of Happiness, in which Will Smith plays a homeless, single father raising a son, who was played by his real-life son, Jaden Smith. Champions is also a song about Kanye's own rise to stardom and how he wants his story to be used as an inspiration for low- and middle-class kids such as himself. This sets the listener up perfectly for the next song, Stronger. This song is one of those Kanye songs that, to me, doesn't make sense as a Kanye West song, and taken in the context of his previous albums, The College Dropout and Late Registration, it's probably the song on graduation that is the most unlike anything he had done until this point. The song famously samples Daft Punk's 2001 song, Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger, quite blatantly. With this change in style, and also the music video for the song, which is an elaborate production that showcases Daft Punk doing experiments or body modifications on Kanye in something that looks like a spaceship, all against images of Japan and Kanye rapping in his iconic shutter shades, it becomes clear that it's this song that made Kanye West a rock star. Stronger was the second single from Graduation, and when it first debuted, it didn't come out with a bang, but steadily climbed, and two weeks after the album released, it made its way to number one on the Billboard Hot 100, beating out Soldier Boy's Crank That, and making it Kanye's third number one single in the US. But most notably, Stronger did super well internationally, as it was Kanye's first number one single in the UK and Canada. Stronger is super repetitive, and I don't really know if it's that good of a song, especially in terms of other songs that Kanye's made, but it's fun and danceable. It works because of what its purpose is. It's an arena rap song, meant to be easy to play on the radio, get stuck in people's heads, and make a crowd go crazy during a concert. And it does just that. Champions is followed by I Wonder, which kind of takes us back to the Kanye we met in Late Registration, where soul music is sampled heavily. This song begins with the last lines of the first verse of My Song, a 1975 song by Labby Sifri, who would actually come back to write I Wonder with Kanye. 
Lyrically, this is nowhere near the best song on the album, but it's definitely a vibe and especially picks up after the first verse, which he delivers in this staccato way that I don't think lands. After I Wonder, though, comes Good Life, one of the more famous and well-known songs from this album. The first time I realized the song was famous was when I was 16 and at a high school dance. When it came on, I never expected to see that many prep school white kids turning up to it. But this was the third single of Graduation and was what I like to call a radio rap, thus making it a pretty mainstream song. Also adding to the popularity of this song, I think, is the appearance of T-Pain throughout. At this point, T-Pain was well known with songs like 2005's I'm In Love, parentheses, With A Stripper, and Buy You A Drink, parentheses, Shoddy Snappin', released earlier that year. T-Pain's famous autotune sound can be heard, allowing this song to serve as a predecessor to a whole pantheon of obviously autotune songs Kanye would later produce. Like Stronger, Good Life is meant to be catchy and a song to turn up to, and that's precisely what the words of the song are about. Connie's rapping about how he's finally made it to the good life, and in the chorus interpolates the promise of getting on TV he made to his mama, all the way back on school spirit. These themes work well to prepare us for the next song, Can't Tell Me Nothing, which is my third favorite song on the album. Yes. I have personally ranked all these songs in my personal preference, and if you want to know more, reach out to me. Anyway, Can't Tell Me Nothing is one of those songs that make you feel like a badass when you listen to it. It's a middle finger to the haters, beginning with the words, wait till I get my money right. Like Diamonds from Sierra Leone, Can't Tell Me Nothing is an indictment of consumerism, yet Kanye seems to be in favor of it. Like many of his songs, Kanye is trying to say that he belongs in the rap game, that his success isn't in vain, and that if he wants to have more jewelry, then he's gonna have more jewelry. Because to him, it's his day, and he's gonna eat his cake too. One line that has always stood out to me though, is when he says at the end of the first verse, I guess the money should have changed him. I guess I should have forgot where I came from. I don't think Kanye has ever forgotten where he's come from, as he's always remained active in Chicago, especially in helping Chicago's youth. But listening to the ways that this Kanye is so different from the one we know is coming, I can't help but wonder, has the money changed him? That's a very big question, I realize, and I readily admit I don't know the man, so there's no actual way for me to answer that satisfactorily. Still, I think it's an interesting lens that one can use to listen to Kanye's canon through. But back to the music though. After Can't Tell Me Nothing, we hear a beat breakdown and the line, It's what you all been waiting for, ain't it? Yes, Kanye, this is what we were waiting for. Thank you. Because this is the start of my favorite song on the album and the criminally underrated bop, Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds is a fun song because it's basically Kanye and Lil Wayne trading verses about how great they are and continues the F the haters vibe that Can't Tell Me Nothing has. I love the last two lines of the chorus, and here's another hit, Barry Bonds. Because Barry Bonds was never released as a single from graduation, and so never really got the chance to become a hit. But Kanye is basically saying that he's so good, everything he makes is a hit. This is why the title makes so much sense, as it's a reference to Barry Bonds, a former baseball player for the San Francisco Giants who, in the summer of 2007, 
broke the all-time MLB hit record and still holds the record for most career home runs and most home runs in a season. So to someone listening to the song in September 2011, it was the perfect reference to capture how good of a rapper Connie was. But then the reference got dated really quickly. In November 2007, just two months later, Bonds was indicted by a federal grand jury for lying under oath about his use of steroids and performance-enhancing drugs over the course of his career. As you can imagine, this was a very bad look, and so his entire career, including all his hits, were put in question. Luckily, this didn't happen to Kanye, as no Milli Vanilli recording scandal has emerged yet. The song ends with an appearance by Lil Wayne on a verse that's sort of weak, but I find that when Lil Wayne is a feature, it's definitely not as strong as when he's alone or has other people featured on his songs. By any means though, Barry Bonds is a great song and deserves to be talked about more. Unfortunately, my favorite song in graduation, Barry Bonds, is followed by a song that I have lots of mixed feelings about, Drunken Hot Girls. Misogyny is nothing new in rap, and as a feminist, it's really hard sometimes to reconcile this reality of the lyrics of a lot of rap songs. Drunken Hot Girls is sort of uncomfortable to me, as Kanye is talking to a girl at a club who's drunk and expresses his frustrations with her about it, presumably because she's too drunk to have sex. He eventually takes her home, and whether or not they actually do have sex is up in the air, but I like to think they don't. Although the last couple of lines of the third verse alludes to the idea that she's gotten pregnant, so I guess they do. When I was younger, I didn't really think of these things too deeply, so what initially drew me into Drunken Hot Girls was the incredibly interesting beat, which is a sped up version of the German rock band Cannes 1972 song, Sing Swan Song. The song also has a pretty good bridge by Most Def, who's been providing background vocals throughout the entire song. It's beautifully sung and probably one of my favorite bridges in a Kanye song, with references to a jazz song by Charles Mingus and a verse from the Bible. So yeah, I have a really complicated relationship with Drunken Hot Girls. And now that he's on the topic of women, and a specific type of woman who loves glamour and the club, the next track is Flashing Lights. In this song, Kanye seems to be talking to an ex-girlfriend about how her neediest and his pursuit of success has severed their relationship. This song is just fine to me. It does have an extremely catchy intro and hook though, and there are a couple clever lines with really good wordplay. But overall, I find it quite boring and I'm surprised it was ever released as a single. Sampling Curtis Mayfield's 1972 soul song, Little Child Running Wild, Flashing Lights does work to slow down the album and bring us into the next song, Everything I Am. Everything I Am is sort of a memoir, with Kanye being introspective about the things in his past that made him the person he is in this song and on this album. Highlighted by a piano, the beat is super laid back but interjected here and there, notably before the chorus, is scratching by DJ Premier, which gives the song an old school vibe. This vibe is then captured in the next more upbeat song, The Glory. The Glory heavily samples Laura Nero's 1968 song, Save the Country, an interesting choice considering that Save the Country has a sort of religious message, and the glory Kanye is talking about here is none other than his own. 
But this makes sense as the last song, Everything I Am, explains his means and now the glory is the justified end. The next track is my second favorite song from this album. Can you guess what it is? If you said Homecoming, then you're right. Homecoming is the Kanye song I probably know the best, and that in the first three seconds I can identify it. The intro, which is Kanye shouting out his hometown, Chicago, leads us into a chorus by Coldplay's frontman, Chris Martin. This is just one way that Homecoming is different from its predecessor, Home, from Kanye's 2002 mixtape, Get Well Soon, which I've already done an episode on. Another difference is that Homecoming has a far more upbeat backing, even though the lyrics are exactly the same, which gives it a way different vibe. Whereas Home depicted the harsh realities of life in Chicago and Kanye's struggle to return, Homecoming is a celebration of the city, allowing the lines, I met this girl when I was three years old, and what I loved most, she had so much soul, from Common's 1994 song, I Used to Love Her, to depict a more loving relationship between Kanye and his city. And Kanye seems to have a lot of love to go around, as shown in the next and technically last song, Big Brother. With the pleasure of hindsight, this song becomes pretty ironic, as it's a tribute to Kanye's relationship with Jay-Z. The song talks about everything Jay did for him, as well as for rap and hip-hop in general. It's a sweet sentiment, but unfortunately boring. It serves the purpose, though, to dedicate graduation to Jay and kill the vibe to close out the album. But wait, I'm not done yet, and neither is Kanye. Graduation has two bonus tracks that are worth mentioning. The first is Good Night, which was released on iTunes and certain international versions. In my opinion, this would have been the perfect song to end with, as it has clear symmetry with the album's first song, Good Morning. The intro features Most Deaf singing in a faux Jamaican accent about how much life has changed since gaining success, presumably for Kanye, but also himself. Then, in the chorus, Deaf sings saying that he doesn't want to say goodbye because it's too permanent, but instead, just goodnight. This song would have worked perfectly after Homecoming, Kanye's tribute to Chicago, which he left to launch his career. Because of this, Kanye really dropped the ball, and because it's a bonus track, not enough people know about this song. It's quite frustrating for me, and I wish I could have been there to tell them not to do this. The second bonus track, Bittersweet Poetry, was only released on the album's Japanese edition. I could not tell you why this is. Maybe Kanye's affinity for anime in Tokyo, which we saw in the music video for Stronger, made him decide that only Japan was worthy of this song. And it's a shame because it's a really good song. John Mayer makes an appearance on the song, singing the hook, and it's a lot like flashing lights in the sense of Kanye talking to a former lover, but it's realer and rawer. It's a really good song, and I don't even like John Mayer, so I wonder why this, or Good Morning, never ended up on the actual album. I think Graduation is one of Kanye's most important albums over the course of his career, as while the college dropout solidified him as a rapper, this made him into a rock star, and after this album, he would own that and still does. It's also the album that brought him into the mainstream. But more than anything, Graduation did a lot to change rap in general by popularizing arena rap. By integrating synths in rock and pop artists like Chris Martin and Daft Punk, Kanye made his music fit not just a CD, but also the radio and the club and the stage. And this is the rap that a lot of people are familiar with today. 
Think of almost everything in Drake's discography and the turn Lil Wayne and Jay-Z would take. For this reason, I think Graduation should get a lot more praise than it does. It's well written and produced, and it's Kanye's first no-skip album. Yes, I said it's his first no-skip album. Go ahead, roast me. What's your take on Graduation? Do you agree with me? Disagree? I want to hear it all. You can find me on Instagram at abbynotabigail. Now, I want to leave you with my favorite line from this album. It's from the song, Can't Tell Me Nothing, when Kanye says, I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven. When I awoke, I spent that on a necklace. Classic Kanye.